John Michael Schmitz was robbed of the Remington, and I'm going to tell you why that is not okay. Coming up on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now we're diving in deep today. I want to talk about a whole lot of things, including why... The Remington got robbed from John Michael Schmitz, but be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube to make sure you're joining part of the community and you don't miss a single one of these videos moving forward. This is a show where we always continue to row. So find us wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now, today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is the gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. And be sure to order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Now, today we're talking about the Remington. We're talking about the players going to prep, uh, pro prep games. But first, I want to give a shout out and give some love to Mark Coyle, the AD at the Minnesota Golden Gophers, the sports athletic director who has been hiring out of this world for the Gophers, in my opinion. Now, a big thank you to Mark Coyle, who has been making awesome coaching hires in his time here at the U of M. It feels like there's real positivity with the Gophers sports programs moving forward. Now, they're not might not be immediate success right now, like we're seeing with the men's basketball program. There's still some struggles here and there. The women's basketball program is taking some strides forward, but it's still not like it's dominating the conference. You can't expect domination from the start. But even when the records aren't necessarily reflecting it right away, the positivity and the recruiting talent that is coming from the men's and women's basketball programs, from the football programs. You see the hockey teams that are truly contending status right now. The football program is doing better than it has in decades. The volleyball program is a contender and attorney team. And even when there was uncertainty with our head coach retiring from volleyball, Mark Coyle pulls another rabbit out of his hat and makes another exciting hire with coach Keegan Cook, from the University of Washington. Now, why is that exciting? Well, Coach Cook was at Washington for eight years, and in those eight years, he also made eight straight trips to the NCAA tournament and was four-time Pac-12 champion in those eight years. So half of the time he was there, he was a Pac-12 champion. He also has major ties with USA Volleyball, which not only helps the players who are currently in the program because he can help them move towards their goals, whether that be Olympic trials, whether that be you name it, but it also helps with recruiting as he has ties into that program and maybe sees some of the top prospects from the youth uh, Olympic teams and things like that building. And they'll maybe have more interest in coming to the Gophers, keeping that top tier talent here at Minnesota like it has been over the last few years. So if with major talent here, in Dinkytown, the expectations for the program will remain high and as a contender and contender contender is a 
completely different word. That might not even be a word. It's like mashing of them. But anyways, it will remain a contender moving forward. And so that's something that's tremendous. On top of that, Coach Fleck has shown talent development and his chops in that area, especially with Minnesota sending more gophers to the NFL than we've seen in quite some time. We're also seeing gophers thrive at the CFL level, at the XFL level, getting drafted. So Winning has been higher under the time here with Coach Fleck as well. Now, the next steps, because it's not done, it's not. There's still steps for the football program to take, which include conference championships, which include more rivalry wins. Namely, you got to start beating Iowa. Yes, there are next steps, but what we've seen from Coach Fleck so far has been great progress. It's been something that we haven't seen here for the Gophers football program in quite some time. You move on to Coach Whalen, who just brought in the highest rated recruiting class in the women's program history, and those freshmen are showing out. We're going to talk about the women's program tomorrow. We're going to dive deep on some of these freshmen because let me tell you just straight up preview, Mara Braun is the truth. She is for real, for real, along with multiple other players on this Gophers women's program that are really standing out. They're really making strides. They're making and showing growth. And that team is in good shape and they're competing in every game on the schedule. Next is to continue winning games like the Penn State game that people try to count them out of. So there is progress still to be had. Then you look at Coach Johnson on the men's basketball program. Recruiting has been on point and he's brought in big talent and immediate contributors as well as some of the best transfers in quite some time for this program. Now, next is developing that talent into Big Ten contenders and getting to the higher seeds in the Big Ten. Winning maybe a Big Ten tournament down the line, you got to start showing the progress. So again, we're in a healthy spot. We're rebuilding in a good spot, and it's a great time to be a Gopher fan because the trajectory is going up. It's shooting up to the moon. So if Coach Cook can follow a similar trend, then I would expect the talent to keep coming to Minnesota as uh, each program looks to continue to strive towards being consistent Big Ten contenders each and every year. The overall status of Minnesota sports is on the rise, and it's an exciting time for the athletics department to start to shape out. And it's again, it's it's an wow. I almost tripped over my tongue like three times there, but it's an exciting time to be a Gophers fan all the way around. Mark Coyle has been a major factor in that. Now, like I had mentioned. The football team has had multiple players developing to the professional level, and that trend doesn't end now. There are multiple golfers headed to senior bowl games or pro prep games in front of NFL scouts to make that next leap. And we're going to talk about who's going where coming up next This show, though, this show is brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Now, this is insane. Omaha Steaks has cut its prices on its website site-wide, 50%. That's right, they've cut their prices site-wide in half to make the gift of giving. You, It'll make you a hero, straight up. You'll be a gift-giving hero that you've always wanted to be. The holidays are here, and you can achieve gift-giving greatness when you give the gift of a perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steak. Omaha Steaks has put together a delicious selection and various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love 
nice and easy. So go to omahasteaks.com and take take advantage of this 50% off site-wide and use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, at checkout to get an additional $40 off of your order. Again, go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN for $40 off on top of that 50% off total at omahasteaks.com. Thank you again for making Lockdown Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about the Gophers going to pro prep games. First off, you've got John Michael Schmitz going to the pro prep game that everyone knows and everyone loves, the Reese's Senior Bowl, where the top of the top, the best of the best scouting departments are going to be there, all of them on hand. You're getting coached by some live actual NFL coaches. So John Michael Schmitz popped off this year, 767 snaps, 9.24 a PFF grade, 92.6 run block grade, and an 81.0 pass block grade now 9.24 it messed that up 92.4 for the pff grade he allowed eight total pressures on the year so he played 767 snaps and only allowed eight total pressures which led to one and a half sacks one quarterback hit and five hurries that's a 98.3 efficiency when it comes to the pressures allowed on John Michael Schmitz. And overall, he had three penalties on the year. He balled out. He was the number one center in the league. They ripped him off with the Remington. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute because it, it just gets me hot. It gets me heated. It gets me just, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But let's move on to the next player going to a pro prep game. And that is Mo Ibrahim. He's going to the East-West Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas. Ibrahim, who played 11 games this season in 2022, Finished fourth in the nation in rushing yards with 1,594 and second in the country in rushing yards per game with 144.9 rushing yards per game. He is tied for second in the nation with 19 rushing touchdowns and tied for third in scoring with 10.4 points per game. He was also first team all Big Ten by the coaches and media and a semifinalist for the 2022 Comeback Player of the year. He was also a semifinalist for the Doak Walker. I'm still shocked he didn't get a finalist position there, but he was named second team All-American this season by the AP or the Associated Press. And he was the Football Writers Association of America and Walter Camp Foundation second team All-American as well. So three times second team All-American from the 2022 season, absolutely balled out heart and soul of the team playing in the East West Shrine Bowl, which is probably Reese's Bowl is the one everybody knows and everybody probably pays the most attention to. The East-West Shrine Bowl is right behind that one. One of the, the premier prep games as well. And then the third premier prep game would probably be the NFL PA Bowl. Now, Terrell Smith is also headed to the East-West Shrine Bowl this season, um, along with Mo Ibrahim. 573 snaps for Terrell Smith, an 81.1 PFF grade, 82.9 pass rush grade. He had some real success on some corner blitzes and then a coverage grade of 79.6, all great grades from PFF. He had two sacks on the year, 36 tackles, four assisted tackles, six missed tackles. Kept those missed tackles low. We like to see that. And he had 15 defensive stops along with a forced fumble. He also had two interceptions and four pass breakups on the year. One of the best man coverage 
cornerbacks in the Big Ten by far, and he allowed 28 receptions on 50 targets for a 56 reception rate for 300 yards and one touchdown. So that's what T-Time did this season. He's headed to the East-West Shrine Bowl game. And then finally, the last player so far that is going to a premier prep game is Jordan Howden, safety senior for the Gophers, he is going to that NFL PA Bowl, which I believe I'm going to head out to. I believe I might be helping out with that bowl game. So I'll try to keep you guys posted on what I see from Howden out there if I do indeed end up going out that way. Now, Howden started 12 games for Minnesota this year, made 51 tackles, 34 solo. He had two and a half tackles for loss, four pass breakups, and two interceptions. Overall, in his career, he's played 57 games for the Gophers, and he made 233 tackles, 162 solo tackles, and he had four and a half tackles for loss, 19 PBUs, and four career interceptions. Howden has been a staple for this defense, a guy who came in as a walk-on and balled out over his career. So congrats to all four of them as they move forward in their prep bowl games. And we'll be sure to give you the latest and greatest both on Twitter and hopefully as we hear more here on the pod as well. Now we got to close this thing off with a topic that just, it has to be said. It has to be said. And it's how John Michael Schmitz got absolutely robbed, just snubbed for the Remington Trophy for the best center in the nation. That's coming up next. But first, let's talk about our friends this episode is brought to you over by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, analysis, you name it. They've got coverage on anything you can think of pro sports, amateur sports, soccer, college bowl season, basketball, World Cup. They've got it all over at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find that on Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info. Bet online where the game starts. All right, it's that time. We have to talk about how John Michael Schmitz was robbed for the Remington, and here's why. John Michael Schmitz not winning the Remington was the biggest snub for the awards this season. Bar none. People might make a case for Quorum not winning the Doak. I'm still shocked that Mo wasn't even a finalist there, but Bijan Robinson, stud. People might make a case for Marvin Harrison Jr., not winning the Bolitnikov. Again, baller. But JMS came in with the expectations of being the number one center in the nation, rated as Mel Kuyper's number one center, and absolutely lived up to it. At a program that isn't seen as the the staples of college football, the powerhouses, the blue bloods, whatever you have want to call it, that's not what Minnesota is seen as, yet John Michael Schmitz lived up to the status and the expectations that were made of him, but somehow didn't walk away with the trophy. He was given first team Big Ten honors over the Remington winner, Olu, over at Michigan. He was named AP All-American first team over Olu. He was PFF All-Big Ten team over Olu. PFF All-American team over Olu. Graded the number one center on PFF. I believe he was also graded the number one interior O-lineman in the entire nation on PFF. And he had uh, he was on a team that gave up only 13 sacks on the year, the exact same number as Michigan, who has higher rated talent, more talent surrounding them. But they're a blue blood program that 
is seen as a staple of college football. Now, if you even if you look directly at their statistics, John Michael Schmitz played 767 snaps. He had a 92.4 PFF grade, a 92.6 run block, and an 81.0 pass block. Olu played 835 snaps, had an 80.8 PFF grade, 12 point difference, an 82.5 run block grade, 10 point difference, and then a 74.8 pass block grade, six point difference or five point difference. He significantly was worse in all of those categories as rated by multiple analysts and people that are literally going out there and grading each and every single snap played. Then you look at total pressures allowed. JMS allowed eight total pressures and Olu allowed nine total pressures. JMS had one and a half sacks, one quarterback hit and five hurries for a 98.3 efficiency. Olu had zero sacks, credit to him five QB hits, and four hurries for a 98.7 efficiency. Now, yes, you might say, well, JMS gave up a sack and a half and Olu gave up none, so that makes him better. No, that's not the case. If you look at the quarterbacks that are given to those or were playing for those respective teams, J.J. McCarthy has wheels. That man can run. He can get out on the move, and he's likely to get rid of the ball quicker. The one full sack that John Michael Schmitz gave up was in the Nebraska game while Tanner Morgan was playing quarterback. And Tanner Morgan, we all know, isn't a huge mobile quarterback. Now, he had some moments this year where he got out and about and people were shook. I mean, shocked by the fact that he got out there and ran with the ball. So that should tell you right there, the difference in mobility can contribute to those sacks. So really, half a sack difference. He, You can give Olu the credit there, zero sacks, but the quarterback difference does make a it makes a bigger impact, I guess, when you're then looking at quarterback hits. The quarterback was only hit one time under John Michael Schmitz. The quarterback was hit. A mobile quarterback who can move out and get out was made and hit five times directly from Olu's pressure coming through. So more pressures given up, more quarterback hits given up, even a similar amount of hurries total given up. The really only difference is that one and a half sacks. I don't think that's enough given the vast difference in grading and perspective on each and every snap. I'm th- again, we're talking a 92.4 PFF grade for John Michael Schmitz and an 80.8 for Olu. Then you look at penalties where Olu had four penalties giving up more yardage and John Michael Schmitz had three penalties giving up less yardage. I mean, every statistic besides that one sack statistic, then you look at how the conference recognized it, how the AP All-American team was recognized. It's just baffling. And so the question is why? Why? Well, first off, I want to say Olu is talented. Like first things first, he's not a scrub. All the props to him. He had looks for the Remington when he was at Virginia too. But that's my biggest problem. That him moving to a storied program in Michigan, surrounded by some of the best talent in the nation, one of the best teams in the country, finishing number two overall, and suddenly he gets the award. To me, that change should hurt his case more than help his case because he's moving from a program that is maybe a middling power five program, but he's proved he's had the talent to a team that absolutely dominates and he's just another talented player there. Whereas JMS stood true and remained the best center in the nation on a team that doesn't get love and credit 
across the nation that doesn't get hype across the nation and led one of the best offensive lines in multiple years staying true and staying here in Minnesota. He has been built on his foundation. And overall, it's just, that's the biggest difference for me, I guess. To me, that change should hurt more than it should help for a guy to leave from a program. And it should help for a guy who has been built as a foundation for his program, stays true and puts up those type of numbers. In my honest opinion, the only difference is that John Michael Schmitz is wearing the wrong M for the committee. In the, that thought process, that that inkling that that could be true makes me absolutely sick. I mean, the committee going with Olu here honestly only encourages top players in the country to leave the good to middling power five programs a la Virginia and transfer to top programs like a Bama, like a Michigan, like Ohio State, like a Georgia. The things that people are sick of seeing, these same teams in the playoffs, they want to see more diversity. They want the playoffs to expand. Well, you're rewarding those teams by saying, oh, yeah, if you win on one of these teams that's going to a playoff, you're more likely to win these awards than a guy who's been grounding, grinding as a f- foundational piece at a maybe lower-tiered program. Now, hopefully... That isn't the case, but the award's already been done, and that's what it looks like from the outside perspective right now, and hopefully it's not a a trend we continue to see moving forward, but I would be absolutely surprised if it's not. That's going to do it for us here on Locked On Golden Gophers. What do you think? Let me know down in the comments. Am I over-exaggerating? Am I on point? What do you think? Drop it in the comments below on YouTube, and be sure to hit subscribe while you're there. That's going to do it for us on Locked On Golden Gophers. Tomorrow, we are talking about the women's basketball team, and I've got a hot take that you might not like, but I think it's true, folks. I think it's true, and you need to hear it coming up tomorrow. This is Kane Rob signing off for other boats. Got you, my Go Gophers.